I'm Sandra Jarvis, and you're listening to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, day 10 of the October 31 in 31 marathon. This is episode 17, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger. Welcome to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, the podcast where we explore the voice in your head that makes you feel insignificant and keeps you wondering if you'll ever be enough. If you're ready to silence your inner mean girl so you can unleash the badass woman within, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome back to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl. So let's talk about trauma today. I am a trauma recovery coach, and I am passionate about helping women love themselves to healing. (laughs) And that's kind of what I do, is work with women and help them start to love themselves again, because that is the key, the pathway to healing from trauma. And here's what I know about trauma. It is actually a pretty normal part of life. All of us are traumatized throughout the normal course of our lives. And the truth is, as surprising as this may sound, humans are naturally hardwired to heal themselves from trauma. So although all of us experience traumatic things, not all of us carry that trauma in our bodies because most of the time our brains and bodies are able to heal as part of our natural human healing cycle. So that's just the truth. All of us experience trauma, but sometimes you experience trauma, traumatic events that are so overwhelming that recovery doesn't happen naturally. So it can happen for a lot of different reasons. Maybe you don't get the support you need. Maybe you weren't developed enough to deal with whatever the problem was. Maybe your trauma was something that went on for a long period of time and literally kept you from developing. Or maybe you simply don't realize that you have a choice in your own healing. Whatever the case, suffering from the continued effects of trauma does not have to be your reality. I I can't express this enough. I sometimes tell my clients, look, trauma may be your foundation, but it does not have to be your future. There is hope and there is healing available for all of us. And as the serious impacts of trauma become more widely accepted and the research continues to grow, it's becoming much more acceptable to speak up to get the help and the support that you need in order to overcome the effects of traumatic events. So today I want to touch on this topic of trauma and discuss what it is, how it can affect us spiritually, some of the research around healing from trauma, and the concept of post-traumatic growth, right? And so I hope this is helpful for those of you who are dealing with trauma to maybe better understand yourself a little bit. But I also hope it's helpful for those of you who have not had to deal with 
extremely traumatic things in your life. And maybe it'll give you a better understanding of what those of us who do, um, you know, what we go through. So let's just jump in really quick on this. Let's just get going because I feel pretty strongly about this topic. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So the official definition of trauma is a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. And that is the clinical definition. But the best definition of trauma that I've ever heard that really helped me understand what trauma was is that it's too much, too fast, too soon, or too little, too late for your development. Now, that last part is the key for your development. This is why two people can experience the same situation and walk away from it with extremely different ex- different responses. Something that doesn't seem like that big of a deal to one person could be completely traumatic and life-changing to another. And so there's no room for judgment in the world of trauma because it is such a deeply personal experience that affects everyone in their own way. In fact, it's pretty common to hear trauma survivors say things like, no one can possibly understand how I feel, or I feel completely alone in this, because trauma is felt on such a deeply personal level. So a great example of this is my sisters and me. We all experienced similar trauma, similar abuse when we were children. But from what I can tell, it affected us very differently. I've always been super open about my experiences and have sought like the path to healing for as long as I can remember. And I fought against the idea that I just had to live with it or that I could pray it away. I wanted to understand the things that happened to me in a neurological sense, not necessarily physically what happened, but what happened internally so that I could heal and so that I could live without the trauma affecting my daily decisions. Now, my two sisters have dealt with it in very different ways than me and very different ways from each other. One of them is more open about it and has more um, actively sought for healing than the other one. But honestly, I'll just tell you that they don't really talk about their experiences. So I don't really know how it actually affected them. And I wouldn't try to speak for them anyway, because it is so deeply personal. But for a long time, I resented that they wouldn't talk about it. It felt like that big elephant in the room that we all knew about, but no one would discuss. And I made their reactions to the trauma mean something about me, like I was broken because I needed to talk about it. And then at some point in my healing journey, I decided that I was in fact the one doing it the right way, which meant that they were doing it wrong. And I judged their way of healing. But as I, you know, healed more and more, And as I studied trauma and its effects more and more, I realized that the truth is that we simply had different experiences and different ways of dealing with the trauma. 
you know, we were different ages. So that could have had a lot to do with it. There were different frequencies of the things that happened to us. And there were different ways that we dealt with it in the moment. So none of us is wrong in our particular way of coping with the trauma and the abuse that happened to us, but none of us is right either. We're just different. I'll just tell you though, I personally am on a mission of figuring out how to heal completely because I want the trauma to go away and no longer be part of my life. And, and I don't mean that I want to just be able to say that I've forgiven my abusers and now I'm moving on or that I'm healed when in reality there are still things in my past that are holding me back. I want to have a life where the trauma doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect the way I live and breathe. I mean, frankly, I forgave my abusers a long time ago, and that was an essential part of my healing. But I want to understand how to heal the neuropathways that keep me stuck in the trauma responses. For example, when I'm the passenger in a car and the G forces of, you know, turning a corner or going fast or something throws me back to the accident that severed my hand. I want to know how to heal those neuropathways so that that doesn't happen anymore. I want to know how to reclaim my sexual identity from the ashes of my sexual abuse. I mean, I have done a ton of healing and considering how much trauma I experienced, I'm doing incredibly well. But I guess I'm a little bit greedy because I want it all. <laughs> and so that's the mission that I'm on, is to figure out how to heal completely. Now, one of the things that I don't think we talk about enough is how trauma affects your spirituality. And just this past week, I was being interviewed for another podcast, and I mentioned spiritual abuse. And the host stopped me because he was completely unaware of what spiritual abuse is or about how trauma can affect our spirituality. So let's talk about it. But let's first define spirituality in this context, because I'm not talking about a religious connection. Spirituality is a deep connection first to your innermost being and then to other people. So when you have a healthy sense of spirituality, you're able to authentically show up in life. You can express your unique self in relation to other people, and you can be who you are in the world. You're able to show up confidently and, and be okay with who you are because you know that you're enough. But trauma severs that tie to self. It leaves you feeling like there's something inherently wrong with you. So spiritual trauma or spiritual abuse can happen simultaneously with any other type of trauma because it can affect the way that you view yourself and the way that you connect with other people and the world. Now, as you heal, and you let go of the survival strategies and the coping strategies and all the defenses that you put in place after you experienced the initial trauma, 
then you naturally begin to reconnect to that deeper spiritual part of you. And that's why healing from trauma is often a very profound spiritual experience. But that is something that takes a very conscious effort to go inside and reconnect to that place. And that, I th- I would say, is probably one of the more difficult things to do. So I'll say that there are a lot of different ways to heal from trauma. And depending on the type of trauma you experienced, then you may need different specific treatments. I mean, I did a lot of different types of um, therapy and treatments in order to heal my own trauma. But this is super important to understand. The key to healing from trauma lies in love. In order to truly heal from trauma, you have to reestablish that healthy relationship to yourself. And in order to do that, you have to love yourself. You have to know your worth. You have to believe that you're enough. Here's, Here's the thing. The underlying principle of all relationships is love. And that applies to your relationship to yourself as well. So without a healthy relationship to yourself, then you become vulnerable to to depression and shame and anxiety and a lack of self-worth and self-judgment. It can lead to difficulty concentrating and other physical symptoms like headaches and pain that you can't pinpoint. And it can create a loss of connection to other people. And that's just a few of the things that trauma does. Research during the past couple of decades has shown that trauma can be connected to physical issues too, like cancer and diabetes and autoimmune disorders and obesity and all kinds of things. But at its core, what trauma does is create disconnection. You literally disconnect with yourself. So some people experience this as dissociation, which is kind of an out-of-body type of experience, while other people just feel a little bit off. Now, I personally have always been someone who dissociates. All of my childhood memories are viewed in my mind as if I'm floating above my body instead of being in my body experiencing it. And it's kind of a crazy thing. And many of my adult memories are the same. The, I find especially the adult memories that caused me any kind of distress, I view from above me. That's because the fear that accompanies trauma literally separates you from love. Love of yourself, love of other people, love of life. and as I said, there are different levels of of this disconnect, of the separation. But once it happens, you simply have to know this, that you can't hate yourself to healing. You can't hate yourself to healing. It's through self-love, self-compassion, self-care, understanding your self-worth, and all of the other self-concepts 
that we heal from trauma. As self-love is developed, then you learn to cultivate a sense of peace inside of you. You become more compassionate as a person and you just experience more aliveness. Pretty often, healing from trauma actually makes you more resilient with greater internal strength. And this phenomenon is called post-traumatic growth. So post-traumatic growth simply states that people who endure adversity and difficult challenges often see positive growth after the event. Or in other words, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, (laughs) right? But here's the truth, guys. The healing process is not linear. We want it to be. But really, if we could illustrate it, it would just be a big, huge mess. (laughs) Maybe looking like a kindergartner who scribbled with 10 different colors of crayon. Like I'm a crocheter and I love crocheting analogies. And while I want the healing process to look like a nice ball of yarn that's sitting and waiting to be used for a project, instead, the healing process is like a big ball of yarn that a cat got hold of and played with for several hours. It is messy. It's filled with twists and turns and a fair share of knots that have to be worked out with patience and love. You have to be committed to the long haul because, frankly, healing from trauma doesn't happen overnight. But I want to assure you that it can happen. It can. I have experienced so much healing from trauma. And as I said, it's the reason that I became a trauma recovery coach. So if you are someone who is walking that road of healing from trauma, I honor you. It can be a difficult journey, but in my experience, it is 100% worth it. There are so many different paths that you can take, and there are so many different ways that you can work toward healing, and coaching is one of them. The coaching that I do is focused on helping you create self-love and self-compassion and self-acceptance because, as I said, that's at the root of all of it. So if you're a survivor who might benefit from learning how to reconnect to yourself and love yourself again, I want you to, I want to invite you to become part of the Self-Love Club. Self-Love Club is a new coaching program that will start the first week of November, and it is a place where you can come and learn all about how to silence your inner mean girl and develop confidence in yourself and clarity about what you want going forward. We will work on self-compassion and self-acceptance and self-love. We will work on creating a sense of inner peace and calm. And on top of that, you'll get to make connections with other women who are also doing this work. So it's a safe place to explore who you are and what you want so you can start living the life that you deserve. So if you have an inner mean girl who has kept you stuck in your trauma or who has kept you from really becoming the woman you want to be, then join the waitlist to get more information as it becomes available. The Self-Love Club is a group coaching program with just eight women in the group. 
and it will be conducted over Zoom and include weekly group calls where you learn and get coaching and we figure this stuff out together. So this is not a subscription program with videos and tons of coaching calls where there's hundreds of people and only a few get coached. This is a small group that will meet together weekly and get to know each other on an intimate basis, excuse me, and build relationships and support each other. All of that while also getting incredible coaching and life-changing information from me. So this first cohort of the Self-Love Club is going to start the first week of November. And again, it's only open to eight women. So registration will open on October 17th, but those on the wait list get early access on October 15th. So I'm putting the link in the wait list or the link to the wait list in the show notes. And if this is something you'd like to be part of, then please click that link and get on the wait list today. All right. So listen, there is hope. There is healing available. If you're struggling to overcome the effects of trauma, There's more and more evidence that it's possible to find peace. And I would be honored to be your guide on that journey. Thank you for being here. And that's all I've got for you today. So have a fabulous day and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. If you're enjoying the podcast, scroll down and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you'd like more information on how to work with me, schedule a free consult using the link in the show notes. I'd love to chat about how coaching can help silence your inner mean girl and unleash the badass woman within. You've got nothing to lose except your negative self-talk. Schedule your consult today.